Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Last Hours series, where we will review Chain of Iron by Cassandra Clare. This book is literally hot off the press, at least at the time of recording, and we have a lot of thoughts, so let's dive in. So today we have a treat, and Simran wrote the plot synopsis, and I'm really excited about it. Um, we open with some random shadow hunter murderer who claims their enemy is James and Cordelia, which, first of all, First of all, they're literally like 17, so maybe this murderer needs a hobby. Um, but anyways, the Shadowhunter community is on high alert, trying to figure out who it is, with Thomas striking out on his own mission to apprehend the killer, and James believing that he himself is committing these heinous crimes because he's having all of these cool dreams where he literally is experiencing the murder. So love that. Um, while all this is going on, Lucy and Grace team up to bring Jesse back to life. Cordelia and James are navigating married life and Matthew deals with his deep psychological trauma through alcohol, which is always a great coping mechanism. Um, Christopher is up to his usual business in his lab and Ariadne tries to win Anna back, which is honestly precious. Okay, so we're going <laughs> to answer the question we left off with last time which was what do you think will happen to James and Cordelia's relationship and we're answering this from the viewpoint of we have not yet read Chain of Iron mm-hmm. okay so personally I thought that at the end of Chain of Gold like in this book their relationship would like develop and fall in love and they would just be together and be happy I yeah see this is exactly what I thought I thought at their wedding James would like have this epiphany and the bracelet would just like pop off his arm because his love for Cordelia is so strong that the bracelets hold like just evaporates and then they would just be in love and be happy and the fact that that didn't occur makes me upset. (laughs) You had a lot of expectations. But you know what? It's it's based off of like previous things that Cassie has done. Like that just seemed like Cassie would do. And I'm like, okay, girl, like I'm ready for this. Like I was re- like, honestly asked Simran. I was so scared to read this book. Oh my God. It was probably the most annoying thing she's ever done was every day. She would be like, I'm scared. <laughs> and at that point I had already read the book. So I was like, literally shut up. I was just they wouldn't end up together because like everyone was saying that they were like sad that they don't end up together or like sad in general and I'm like no I don't want to read stop reading anything about the book before you read it is that why you were scared yeah so you also Avika read the ending (laughs) before she read the book okay but that's I do that with every book I know but the thing is if you never let yourself see any spoilers do you read any like murder mystery books yeah I I still read the ending of that too it's a horrible horrible habit I know it is okay okay (laughs) well also so we're gonna get into the discussion but I want to apologize in advance for the potential length of this um podcast episode I'm gonna go off a little bit um about Tatiana and Grace Tatiana is like the worst mom ever why did she even adopt Grace she doesn't seem to have wanted a daughter at all 
Um, and also, why is she telling Grace to seduce Jesse? Like, I know it's less incesty than the mortal instruments. And Tatiana doesn't really see Jesse and Grace as siblings anyways. But, like, as the reader, I kind of do. Because mm-hmm. we're seeing their relationship more through Grace's perspective than through Tatiana's. And so, for Grace also, it's still incesty and yeah. unnecessary. I saw that scene as heartbreaking because you know all Grace has in this world is Jesse and she feels like Jesse is her brother and hearing her mom or this like mother figure say that like ew like you literally think you're siblings with Jesse no seduce him like that must have been just the worst feeling like I'm not I'm the last person to have sympathy for Grace I think she's she's very misguided but you kind of understand why she does what she does like she just is so lonely yeah so Tatiana I think could have told Grace to use her powers on Jesse but not make it romantic yeah I mean Cassandra Clare had to add a little bit of like the incesty sprinkle like when Matthew said like all shadow hunters are related like that's a little incesty sprinkle very very Cassandra Clare and she made the characters react to that statement like oh ew that's gross but I'm like Okay, just because they had a, they reacted like, oh, that's not okay. Like, Kathy, you still wrote it. Yeah, you still, you didn't have to incorporate any degree of incest in this book. Like, you could have made it, made Grace's power, like someone was saying earlier, they could have made Grace's power, like, not romantic love, but like more like, you know. Just love, any type of love, devotion, whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I just... I also think I, that Grace doesn't really need to be following Tatiana anymore. So before, throughout this book, or maybe throughout the last book, you're like, why is she still letting her mom control her life? And in this book, she's like, well, Tatiana said that she would make Belial like restrict access from me to Jesse if I didn't follow mm-hmm. what she said. Mm-hmm. Jesse's now a person, again... I mean, I, I don't, I'm very unclear about what happened to Jesse. Like, I'm still a little bit confused about I think, all that. I think that Lucy commanded him back to life, which I have problems with. Because yeah. Yeah. I just, I have, even in my notes about this book, I wrote, I'm like, she cannot command him back. This is just not happening. I just don't understand that, like, she's literally so naive. You think you can just command a ghost to life and there's going to be no repercussions? Like, you don't know what you're messing with. <sighs> Yeah, and honestly, honestly, though, she is 16, 17, and she doesn't have anything to look at. Like, she can't look up in a book, hey, my, <laughs> or look up Yahoo Answers. So, my uh, grandfather is Belial, and I can command ghosts. So, in this okay, situation, but I, feel I-, like, I feel like commanding someone back to life or just necromancy in general is like general seen as please don't do that yeah it's not good I think though the fact that she's commanding him and it's not like they're using black magic necessarily I mean we don't even know what it it could be black magic yeah it could be but I feel like like if I had a power to bring him back to life versus if I had to cut the killing hand off of 10 people to bring someone back to life I would feel much better if I could just command it that's true but anyways my point being is that 
Jesse's now, I'm pretty sure, at the end of this, like, an alive person. So Tatiana can't really cut off, cut Grace off from Jesse. So why would she even listen to Tatiana anymore? And also, Jesse hates his mom anyways. Yeah, but I feel like Grace stopped listening to Tatiana. Like, the minute that she went to to Curzon Street and, like, told James or, like, had that discussion with James about how she, like, you know, ensorcelled him... I feel like that was her kind of but this happens after like she's like she's like oh seduce jesse and she's like oh my god no okay then no just don't fucking do it like tatiana's still gonna be at like the like an iron sister which i don't understand why they even made her an iron sister just she's kill not her an iron off. sister she's at the adamant citadel to just stay there because she's insane she's not an iron sister oh yeah okay well I was not paying attention I thought they made her an iron sister and then she was in there and then she was gonna start tainting all their weapons no she's she's in there and she has access to it but um why would they give her access to it when she hates shadow hunters I literally think that's so stupid they should have just put her remember when they put Hodge in like that prison oh Hodge in uh, Alicante I think she should have just, like I don't care if she's like this old crazy lady I think they should have killed her <laughs> oh my god am I frozen yeah can you hear me oh I'm back yeah. you're cool. back I could just see my face it was just like <laughs> you were for so long oh Hodge no anyways <laughs> anyways Tatiana is generally like I think Grace is such a pliable character she's so naive and she just doesn't really, I feel like she doesn't really have her own thoughts other than, like, must see Jesse, Must yeah. be with Jesse. And so. it's, it's fine. Like, it's fine. She's been through it, you know? Yeah, she has been but through it. But I just, I hate the fact that she's, like, she's letting herself be manipulated after the fact. Like, she yeah, doesn't have yeah. to be manipulated. And I hope, I hope in the third book we see... Grace being like, I'm not fucking doing that. That's A, fucking weird. B, I don't want to. (laughs) Yeah. I hope that we see a lot more growth in Grace because I feel like she has the potential to be like, like an actual functional member of society. But like, as Lucy was saying, like throughout the book, Grace just doesn't understand love. She doesn't understand because I don't think she was ever shown any degree of love from her mother. So she just doesn't understand love to the full capacity that one is able to understand it. I mean, as much as you're able to understand love, it's like a mythical thing. But anyways, I think that if someone shows her love, <clears throat> Kit, <clears throat> just, just putting it out there, she will learn so much. Agreed. And mm-hmm. after reading this book, I was a lot I'm more sympathetic towards Grace yeah. because it was one thing. Like, I always knew that it was Tatiana telling her to do shit. Mm-hmm. Like, Grace is not has not been exposed to the world at all. There's no way she's just coming up with this freaky bracelet to put on, you know? And she even mentions her mom in the last book. But reading about it and actually, like, seeing as opposed she, to just, like, yeah. oh, yeah, her mom's controlling her, yeah. but actually seeing how she was treated and everything is so much worse. Like, she was, like, she really suffered. She really had a hard go of it. And, like, as much as I don't feel bad that she was caught and is probably going to be sent to like the clave for something, I don't feel bad about that. I just, 
actually you know what I think I do feel a little bit bad about that <laughs> I honestly fair he she did James this part for being like I'm ruin his life for a good four years, four years. Yeah. so mm, going to that Grace was just not in love with James and like that's fine like you do you first of all I don't understand how you wouldn't be in love with James but you know what to each their own um but I hate that she just still pursued him so hard and that just kind of goes back to her being in cahoots with Tatiana and Tatiana being in cahoots with Belial yeah but the worst part was hearing James's reaction to the bracelet and everything like in chapter 28 when he's talking to grace you know he he said that though right Mm -hmm. he like you know when she fell into his arms is like oh i'm I'm gonna end my engagement or whatever he faked it he said that he's gonna still act in love with her so that she tells him the truth at the end yeah no he literally he says thank god then she enters the house, he closes the door. Yeah, and then he, he really, he faked that. He was just like, I'm going to pretend to still be in love with her. I'm going to pretend that the bracelet is still working. Like, he knew for a full fact that he was, like, repulsed by her. Yeah, but that all happens in the same scene. He just says, thank God, brings her into the house, and then it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, because, like, I feel like he said thank God because he's like, okay, I don't want Grace to suspect that you know anything is amiss he wanted to get her into the house like he wanted to be like yeah yeah so that's why he said that they could have a conversation obviously cordelia heard that i james was really stupid in thinking that cordelia wouldn't hear that but i kind of understand why james reacted like that he just didn't want grace to think something was suspicious okay but like my like james's reaction like what he said to grace after i'm talking about when he was like i've only been a lot half alive since i was 14 Mm-hmm. which I hate like I mean I hate that he had to go through that yeah and when he was talking about his love for Cordelia because like their puppy love after she mm-hmm. like nursed him back to health which actually we didn't talk about in the last episode but that was so cute it was so cute yeah um, and I love that he calls her Daisy I don't like <laughs> I don't like it because I really like the name Cordelia so like when he calls her Daisy I'm like Ugh. but it's cute it's whatever anyway but- <laughs> and he says that like talking about his love for Cord- Cordelia Grace like you smashed it under your foot as if you were crushing a butterfly with a brick I'm like yeah. whoa that's pretty deep James it is I think a lot of I feel a lot of things towards James because like when we found out that James like wouldn't shut up about Cordelia and then Grace like complained to Tatiana that he was in love with with Cordelia Carstairs I was like that is so cute like he's literally in love with Cordelia honestly like why did Grace have to fucking snitch yeah Grace is a big snitch that was a snitchy thing but I honestly I'm have full faith Herondale only loves once he fell in love with Cordelia I think they're gonna end up together but Matthew (laughs) I know I know but Okay, Matthew, I totally believe that he before was in love with Lucy. Oh, 100. He mentioned that he was. Yeah, yeah, he mentioned it, but I think that he thinks he was in love with Lucy, but he wasn't. I think he was in love with the idea of Lucy, with the idea of having, like, a partner, like, a a wife. And they're good friends. Yeah, like, having, like, that friendship base, but then, like, he met Cordelia, and he's like, wow, maybe that's what I want. (laughs) 
Oh but my god. James and Cordelia, their whole thing, like I have just so many thoughts, but my first and foremost thought, like this is the first thing I said to Sam right after I finished the book, was that there are two many descriptions of her hair yeah every single sentence oh it was it was like a trail of fire it was like a fiery red it was like the dark red of a petal it was like a freaking I don't know inferno it was like blah blah it was like we get it maybe her hair is really important and in the third book there are like their deus ex machina is gonna be her fucking hair she's literally she's not this is not tangled she's not going to (laughs) She's not did not have magic hair. I think that I I love how she has red hair. I think that's a really cool coloring that she has light brown skin and red hair, whatever. I just think that you don't need to mention it every four seconds. It's really unnecessary, Cassandra. It's like in in the dark artifices where she kept saying verdigree. I don't know if you guys have have Was no- that in the dark artifices or in the moral instruments? It was one of them, but she just kept saying verdigree, and yeah. it made me so mad. I think she said it once in this book, too. Yeah, like, and I was just like- We're in the last one. We get it. Like, when you're using descriptive words for someone's features, like, if you say, like, oh, her hair caught red in the light or whatever, fine, but every single three sentences or something about Cordelia's hair. I love Cordelia. I love her hair, but I don't need to hear about it. That's on Cassie, not Cordelia. That's on Cassie. That is absolutely um, their relationship is like my okay my favorite and least favorite thing ever mm-hmm. at the beginning of chapter five my reaction was like I am so excited that they're going to their house together but by the end of the chapter the only thing I wanted was like death yeah because like you're thinking you're just like oh my god it's gonna be like that one bed trope they're like oh I'm so sorry we only have one bed available but then they have two separate rooms and you're like Ugh, this is not what I wanted right yeah. She walks into her room and she's like, wow, where's all of this? This looks like my room. For me. Like, where's all of James's stuff going to go? I think I thought that was so sad. I was like, I felt bad for her, but I'm happy that they get to share a bathroom at least. Yeah, joint bathroom for the win. I would rather my own bathroom in the <laughs> same room. True, very true. Oh, my, that just reminds me of the house. Like, the fact that James decorated it so nicely. I think that's really, really cute of him. I know my favorite part was when they were playing board games and they're like okay whoever wins gets to ask a question yeah. and then the loser gets to pick the next game so it's like fair and then they were like talking all night and they're like oh let's go to like Constantinople and yeah. then he bought her the globe necklace and this is all just in chapter six yeah and like there's a, you learn at the end that there's like a secret attached to the globe I really want to know what it is I just think like their whole marriage is so cute like even when when Cordelia wasn't there James is like damn I miss her like my place is at home yeah with Cordelia and then, ooh, at the end where he's just like I'm starting to realize that my home is not actually the actual house but rather the person who lives in it and I was like T T James he, the person that your home is is in Paris with your best friend that's a whole other thing okay we'll get there we'll get there let's just talk about the best scene in my opinion let's just call it let's just call it the get on top of me scene oh my god I'm literally like sweating the power yeah this girl like if I was her, I would have fucking cried. I would have slapped James and I would have been like, you are a piece of trash and then walked out. But no, instead she's like, 
one day I'm going to marry someone else and they'll expect me to know how to kiss and do other things. And you're going to teach me. I was like, oh my God, the power she wields. She doesn't just wield Cortana. She wields like everything. Literally. I I don't, like that was just such a power move. Like she totally reclaimed that. Like, yeah. Yeah. You would expect her to be like torn. Oh, of course. Of course. She just turned that around. I thought that was amazing. That yeah. scene was um, it was well written. It was like it just gave Cordelia more power cuz like it it just made James look stupid, dare I it say. Did. Dare I say. And and James was like, "Okay." Yeah, and then she like got off of him and James is like, "No, come back." And she's like, "No. Thanks. That was very informative." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Girly, what?" <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I just, you know how I feel about issues that can be solved by communicating, right? It's like Cordelia's thinking like, oh, James hated that. Like, I need to apologize. And James is thinking, oh, Cordelia hated that. I need to apologize. But at the same time, they both loved it. You know, like, just talk to each other. Just talk. Just open your mouth and say words. That's all that needs to be done. Literally, miscommunication. Also, like, that's one problem I have with the ending, that like the reason that she's running away with Matthew is because of miscommunication and not anything else but I'm like okay fair if if Grace if I saw that I would run away too right away yeah Yeah. Mm, I think I'm a little bit too nosy I may have watched for a little longer (laughs) I don't know I can't say (laughs) I think that like Cordelia's reaction throughout the whole book about like Grace and James, which she was very gracious. Any other person would have like collapsed under the gracious. weight. Hmm? Oh, she was very gracious. Yeah. Any other person would have collapsed under the weight that the idea that the person they love, the person they're married to, is consistently going to another woman. But Cordelia was like, whatever, I'm a bad bitch. I so can. I think the straw that broke the camel's back, you know, because James is like starting to show real affection for Cordelia. Like, of course she's gonna be confused. And his bracelet broke. And his bracelet. They broke when they were kissing. I I want to reread the book. <laughs> it was so good. It was like the the steamy scenes, like they're not steamy by any means because like obviously we've 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 read things that are much worse, but for Cassandra Claire, they're very steamy. They're very steamy. They're very steamy for Cassandra. They even and, say like, the word breast, which never been done before. And like I wish we got a little bit more steamy scenes because I know in some books there is like not that much steamy scenes, but the characters are younger and they it's fine. Like they just don't have steamy scenes. But in these, they're like kind of having the steamy scenes, but we don't get to see them enough. Yeah, like I mean, with with Matthew and Anna, like we know that they're they're out there having steamy sessions, but we don't get to see the steamy yeah. scenes. And I think I would I would love like Matthew. I need more Matthew. We don't get enough of him. Like we, we get don't. A lot of- we got a lot of James and Cordelia. Like, I feel fed. I feel like you gave me enough of that. But not enough Matthew. Especially for the love triangle that she set up. Mm-hmm. Like, even when Matthew is like, oh, yeah, BT dubs Cordelia. I'm in love with you. Let's go to Paris. Dude. Oh, my God. And even, like, that note that he wrote James, I thought that was so respectful. Because he was like, you won't be happy without Grace. And I just want to make Cordelia smile again. Like, it wasn't It wasn't like he was trying to steal Cordelia. He just wanted her to be happy. And I was like, Matthew, date me. And I swear to God, 
like Cordelia is like the best thing to happen to him because she's like, I see your alcoholism. Well, she would understand, right? Yeah, because of her dad. And she's like, cut it the fuck out. Like, we're going to Paris. You're not allowed to drink like that. Everybody tiptoes around Matthew's problem. And, like, I don't know if they know that that's probably not the best thing to do. Like, you head on, tell them, like, I love you. I care for you. You need to stop. You know? Like, I think Cordelia and Matthew, their friendship, like, their adventure that they went together to go see Waylon the Smith. And, like, Matthew being in the motor car and, like, telling him or telling Cordelia things that he's never even told James before. Yeah. And the thing is, I love that they're going to Paris together because in chapter six, um, she literally told him, like, why did they send Charles to be the ambassador? You should have gone. Mm-hmm. You would have been so amazing. Mm-hmm. And then also then they danced together. That was while they were dancing together. And that was so like reminiscent of the first book. It was so, every single time Cordelia and Matthew hang out, like, I just love it. Like it wasn't enough. It was way too bordering on their just friends. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. Shadow market and stuff. But at the end, we got like a teeny crumb, like a small crumb. And I ate that up. I was like, yes, yes, give it to me. And I was fucking starving when they gave me that crumb. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I want. I'm going insane. I want more. But like, forgive me, but. You know, I understand James and Cordelia are married, but like, if she if she like did did things with Matthew, I wouldn't be mad about it at all. I wouldn't be mad about it. But the thing is, Matthew would be mad about it probably. Yeah, he's just so... it's his parabatai. Mm-hmm. See, we got it again. Two parabatai, one gal. Very typical. You know, dare I say, of the love triangles that Cassie has done and we can we can go on and name them there is I think we counted 10 before we kind of yeah. got bored some were minor <laughs> yeah but some were major mm-hmm. of the love triangles that we got I think that only one of them was two girls one guy and that was Isabel Maya and Simon and that was a pretty minor one okay but it's more major than some of the other ones that we talked about it's pretty like mid because it's not with any like main characters or anything but But, I think that's the only one yeah it is the only one she's very good at writing two boys one gal I'm very interesting the thing is like okay yeah it's the same trope again but I fucking loved it see that's, that's my thing I did enjoy it I really did but like same thing again really Cassie but that's the thing like everything's the same thing again I mean, especially the necromancy. The necromancy is something we have been consistently seeing, especially if you've just come off reading the Dark Artifices. It's a little too much with yeah. the with the necromancy. The love triangle, I can forgive. Yeah, of for course. Whatever reason, I, I will I'm forgive little, it. I'm a little whore for love triangles. I'll read them. I'll complain about them and say that I don't love them, but I do, and I will read all of them. Yeah, agreed. But the necromancy, like, okay, this is rude. It's rude of me to say, but I'm going to say it. I didn't like Lucy in this book, and I didn't like any of her chapters involving necromancy because it bored me, and also I think it was kind of dumb. I didn't like that they were doing necromancy. I think it was very naive of Lucy to think that her and Grace could try to bring Jesse back to life without using dark magic. Yeah. Because... As soon as she saw, like, Grace trying to do anything, she was like, oh, no, we can't do that. Like, girly, are you dumb? 
But you literally signed on to this. Yeah, but you I, I did like her scenes more than you did. But I also thought, so her commanding ghosts was very like a big problem that ghosts had. They're like, that's so rude. I can't believe she's commanding us. I mean, um, yeah, it's going against their free will. Like even if they're ghosts, they still deserve respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also I feel bad. I feel bad because she had that fight with Jessamine and Jessamine's like, you've been commanding me this whole time, but Lucy didn't know what she was doing when she was commanding yeah. her before. Yeah. But okay, my, my maybe it's not a problem, but Jesse keeps being like, command me to <laughs> Lucy and it's really kinky. Yeah. I I have a lot of problems with Jesse because normally I'm like, I live for these things. Like, I think it's so cute, you know? If I like the couple, even if what they're doing is kinky or weird or cringy, I think it's cute because that's just me. Yeah. But with Jesse and Lucy, I feel like their love story was very, like, abrupt to me. Like, all of a sudden, it was just like, I command you to kiss me. And I was like, wait, what? Really? I I liked it. I thought, I didn't think it was that abrupt. They were kind of like, he was... I don't know he was always like there and they talked a lot but um I just like we've had so many love triangles and so many different like love tropes or stuff Mm -hmm. we haven't seen ghost and a girl no we haven't and like I I did expect them to fall in love it was very predictable but like that didn't make reading it any like less weird for me because I'm just like he's literally a ghost he's literally I guess he's a he's an abnormal ghost but he's still a ghost right he's and a half ghost. he's like he's a half ghost and I still thought that was a little odd and also I didn't really like all of the lies in this book like again communication issues I'm not a huge fan of incorporating them into books because I don't think they're fun to read but just all of the lies Lucy was telling Cordelia didn't like that I was she lying yeah or was she just not telling her anything I mean omitting the truth is just as good as lying it's just as good but it's not the same thing it's not like she flat out told her one thing when something else was happening but she did tell her and this is one of the things I fucking love about Cordelia she's like Lucy I know some shit's been going on with you and I know like, I can see it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell me, but I, I'm here for you if you want. Yeah, even, like, Cordelia was going through so much. Like, her dad was dead and her mom was oh, pregnant. thank fucking God that bitch died. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot express the relief. Well, because characters are going to die because there's some mass murderer, shadow hunter guy. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be any of the squad. Yeah. I would have cried if it was the squad. But the fact that it was Elias, I was like, this is fine because he literally just sucks. Why do you say Elias? Okay, because I had a coworker whose name was Elias. And every time I said Elias, he'd be like, no, it's Elias. So now it's just but Where's Elias from? Like your coworker. Because okay. this guy's British. I know. I can't so help it. would be it. Elias. Just, just let me say it. Just, I can't say I it. I mean, you can say it, but you're wrong. No. <laughs> whatever yes you are but okay um sorry I didn't know what we were talking about before you insulted my pronunciation I was talking about Elias I'm happy he's I'm not happy he's dead obviously but like it just makes it easier I'm happy he's dead it makes it easier the wedding 
he first of all he gets like released from that hospital and he takes five ever to come home Mm-hmm. takes forever to come home and appa- supposedly he's getting a gift for cordelia and that's why it took him so long how did he even get it if he was broke that's my question i don't know but apparently he traveled to get it and he did come back with a gift so i'm like fair but there's no way he didn't drink in that time mm-hmm. and also he so he shows up the day of the fucking wedding mm-hmm. and he's like i should be the one like walking her down the aisle i forget what that thing is called Sujaness or something yeah but he was so livid about it. You, 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 nobody even knew you were coming, man. Yeah, like, we weren't entirely sure you would pull up, considering you're a week late. Yeah, yeah. Also, just one quick thing about the wedding before I forget. I fucking love that Jem played at the wedding. I know. And he's I like, I'm playing from outside because Silent Brothers have no place at a wedding. Like, you will always have a place at my wedding, Jem. Hopefully as the groom. ha, ha, ha. but yeah I really enjoyed the wedding honestly like I kind of shit on the plot a lot because I thought that the drama was so stupid like the whole drama in this book is literally like Cordelia and dreams like just being in a sham marriage and like someone killing shadow hunters which is regular um but I gotta give it to Cassie we got a couple nuggets in there like a couple of like nuggets of genius in terms of the plot oh yeah Mm-hmm. The killing the murderer thing that was very intricate I will say like like when Elias is like you and Lillian was like oh like this person like his wife cried when he died yeah. and then like, it turned out to be Rupert I was like that I, really like cool. when I read that I'm like that's Rupert yeah so I thought that it actually maybe was I don't know why I didn't put it together that it would be Jesse. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I'm like, oh, so it's Rupert. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so cool for Cassie to do. And, yeah. like, the whole idea that, like, Jesse was the anchor mm-hmm. at, for, for Belial. Okay, but this goes to my point. I don't know if you guys have listened to our episode on Chain of Gold. If you haven't, go listen to it. But I said that I don't know why the clave didn't take Jesse away from his mother, especially when he wasn't, like, protected by silent brother runes how she just hired a warlock she shouldn't have been allowed to do that yeah especially a sketch-ass warlock yeah a sketch-ass warlock like who let she let her son get an anchor to a freaking prince of hell and then let him get a rune yeah like the only good thing she did was letting him get a rune yeah and like that killed him it did but if she just followed the fucking rules and i'm like if you hate the shadow world that much just fucking leave yeah yeah don't raise him you know as a shadow hunter but at the same rate don't raise him half a shadow hunter but not with the ability to protect themselves or anything because then he just becomes a target for demons but he can't do anything to defend himself like grace and like every single fight like she has to be protected you know, it's so it's not the Shadow Hunter way. It's just not. But I really enjoyed that plot point, how Jesse was the one doing the killings. But at the same time, I just don't see how the Clave would let Lucy and Jesse be together, knowing that he was possessed by Belial and killed a bunch of Shadow Hunters. Yeah, but like, yes. But I also think that if he gets somehow unpossessed, I think it would be fine. 
because then then you would just be doing the same thing to Lucy and James. Like, your maternal grandfather is Belial. We don't want you. That's well, true. And the same thing to Tessa, which sure, I don't sure. think is going to happen because we know Tessa is still, like, chilling in the other book. I think, I don't know. I really don't know what's going to be up with Jesse. You know, now that Lucy's, like, freaking disappeared with Malcolm Fade and, and nobody knows where she... I think the necromancy thing was a lot. I didn't quite enjoy it. I also didn't quite enjoy the Lilith and, and Cordelia being her paladin. I think that that's that sad. so obvious like girl it's not that easy to find that dude like she's literally like put a penny by this burrow and you can see this mythical blacksmith and i'm like girl that's literally fake i can tell you right now that i'm like and there's no way you and matthew just hopped in the little car and drove a little road trip oh i found him so easy oh my god he wants me to be his paladin oh Oh my god all he needed to do was touch my sword and it's better like what that's the only gripe i have against cordelia like she just i i feel bad for her though because she was like i'm gonna be a hero it was only good intentions with what she was doing i feel naive but yeah but you know what she is 17 yeah. You are you are naive when you're 17. Like, you don't really know any better. But I'm heartbroken for her because all she wants to do is wield Cortana, Cortana and be a hero. Yeah. But now she can't do that because it would summon Lilith. And I feel And so- it's stopping her parabatai ceremony. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care about her parabatai ceremony because I don't really like Lucy. And I don't want them to be parabatai, but that's just a me problem. I like them. I like them because, like, they're currently not very many slash any girl duo parabatize that's true we do like girl power and they're both like lucy has her own problems but they're both pretty strong characters yeah i think that lucy just wanted to be in love and she i mean i also forget a lot that she's literally 16 years old and i wouldn't have behaved any differently if i was 16 years old if a ghost boy loved me yeah, like, I don't, like, if I had a cute ghost boy following me around only I could see and he was flirting with me, you bet your bottom dollar I would try to bring him back using dark magic. <laughs> or commanding I mean, I, him. Yeah, I wouldn't do it now, but 16-year-old Avika was on some shit, so. <laughs> okay. Tell me you wouldn't do that either. No, my hesitation is that you think you wouldn't do that now. Excuse me? How <laughs> Have some faith in me. Of course I wouldn't do it now. Or if I would, I would call you first. <laughs> I would get your opinion. Help. <laughs> Hello, should I bring this cute boy back road to life? Yes. You okay. know I would be like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let's, so are Do you need help? Yeah. Do you need the help. hands of murderers? I'd be like, I can ask if he has a friend for you. <laughs> we a ghosty get, friend. We could both get one. Yeah, imagine bringing someone back to life and be like oh this is really not working out for me you're just being like i'm so sorry you can still live but like i don't want to date you anymore oh my god that'd be so awkward okay i really liked um ket and grace Mm -hmm. and the thing i liked about it was like i don't know like she has so much more to her character than we ever see with her and James because there she's just following her mom's orders but here she's being her own like curious person and like she has a personality 
You, yeah, you don't really see that, but I, I guess I always forget that she's a little, she's very well read and she would have had to be very interested in science if she's been trying to bring Jesse back all these years. So like, I don't know why I didn't make the connection earlier, but like her and Kit, like it makes a lot of sense. And then Kit, oh my fucking God. When he just gave the pithos to. Okay. Was... It looked like Matthew. Of course he was going to no, give it. But he was like, hmm. Hmm. There was something I was supposed to ask him. And I'm like, you're dumb. That was not Matthew. Like the second that, that Matthew pulled up to pick it up from him. I'm like, that's not him. Yeah. It was very obvious that that wasn't Matthew, but like, if there's not a shape changer who like, you know, thwarts someone, is it really a Cassandra Clare book? True. That's a good point. Yeah. It just, it had to be in there. But enough um, about shape changers. We're going to move on to some couples that we enjoyed. Namely, Ariadne and Anna. Ooh, girl. Kamala. Or, yeah, Kamala Joshi. Yeah. As her real name Joshi. is. Joshi. I love that. that I love that she pulled up with the Joshi last name. The most common last names in India, I'll have y'all know. I have so many cousins with the last name Joshi, but besides the point. She, <laughs> at least she, she did a thing. At least it was an Indian last name. Yeah, and at least it was like an Indian person. Like I, I respect the representation. They're really. I don't know if I think that they're like. I think they're cute, but there's just something like about Ariadne, like just you know. Oh, I really like her character, and I like that she's like coming back, and she's like, like fuck this. I tried to live the way that I was like meant to live. And I hated it. And mm-hmm. I didn't, like, I should, she, like, regrets not choosing Anna mm-hmm. earlier. And now she's putting herself in what she wants first. Mm-hmm. I respect that. I also respect Anna in saying, like, you hurt me once, never again. Like, I respect both of their positions. I also think that Anna's, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, you hurt me once, so you won't let me do it again. But, like, do you not see that she's not the same person anymore? Yeah, I think Anna eventually will come around. Like, she's already coming around. Yeah. And, like, when she thought Ari was dead, like, she was devastated. So I think there's still hope. But I just, I love that we got to see Ariadne's point of view. I loved it. I I ate those chapters up. (laughs) Okay. Also, Thomas and Alistair. Oh, my God. I literally can't speak because I have too many emotions about how adorable it is. I, it fucking broke my heart when Alistair was like, this can't happen. This can't ever happen. He's just being, he's just like. He's protecting his heart. Yeah, he's protecting himself when he doesn't need to because Thomas would never break his heart. And I think, honestly, I think in the next book, we will see Alistair come to understand that he doesn't need to put walls around himself. Like he could just let Thomas in. Either that or it'll be a really tragic ending. I could not put that in the universe. I can't. Because somehow his line has to continue, right? Because the Carster's last name still has to continue. And it wouldn't be from Cordelia's kids. They could have cousins. They can adopt. Right? I'm trying to think if... Yeah, I mean, they could... Maybe that's why all the descendants are white. Mm-hmm. 
makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. It may, uh, Kathy definitely did not think about that, though. No. And I, I mean, she didn't. I know I'm making it up that she did, but I don't know. It just, it pains me. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would like it if Thomas and Alistair didn't end up together because them, like the whole time, like Thomas was like, damn, if this is what it, if this is what it took to like get a murder charge, I am so glad I got that murder charge. I was like, that is the cutest thing ever. Also the fact that Alistair was following him everywhere to make sure he was safe. And the fact that that's literally the reason that he didn't die. Yeah. And the literally the reason he didn't get accused of murder and like sent to prison. Ugh. Yeah. And then like, we already talked about Kit and Grace who he loved. Um, mm-hmm. James and Cordelia or James and Matthew. I it's like a, Lucy mm-hmm. and Jesse, but I'm not a huge fan, but also like I'm very open to my mind being changed just because like I don't really know that much. We didn't see that much about their actual relationship. We just saw more Lucy being like, ooh, necromancy. Yeah. You know? So yeah. open to my mind being changed. So I hope she kind of brings that to the table in the next book. I'm I need the next book right now. Me too. Like, right now. I'm kind of dying without it. I think in the meanwhile, I'm just going to reread Chain of Iron, like, over and over and over again. Same. I've only read it once at this point, and I think that's a little bit embarrassing. I mean, like, it's only been out for, like, 15 days. At the point of recording. At the point of recording, yeah. By the time this episode is released, who knows how many times I will have read this book. Let us hope that it is not that many. (laughs) Let us hope that it's more than one. Okay, maybe. All right, let's move on to the ratings, I guess. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I think I've literally said all my thoughts. Yeah, well, I would rate this book an A, not an A+, simply because, (laughs) someone's rolling her eyes at me, simply because I'm kind of over the, you know, two two pair of a tie, one girl, like Herondale curse, kind of same old, same old plot points um but I did really really appreciate some of the excellent writing Cassie showed us and of course all of the relationships which I love and I will vicariously live through them so yeah I'm not gonna say too much about this because this is already a very very long episode but I would give this book an A plus I loved it and I really want the next book and I want to see what happens in Paris And that's the tea. All right. Um, That's all we have for you guys today. Make sure to follow at Yappin' With Us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks for listening, and we will meet you in another book world.